Gone are the days of knights and chivalry, and yet that hasn't changed God's vision of you as a man of valor. Today, pornography is a simple mouse click away, and sexual addiction is at an epidemic level. Dr. Mark Laser is an internationally known author and speaker, the leading Christian authority on sexual addiction, and the host of Faithful and True's online radio production, The Men of Valor Program. Here now is Dr. Mark Laser. Welcome to the Men of Valor Program from the uh, frigidity of uh, the upper Midwest. The frozen tundra, I believe they uh, refer to it as. Uh, one of the many ways we refer to it. Some of them not repeatable, but uh, it is what today, about minus seven here in the Twin Cities. Uh, as I drove into work, my uh, car thermometer read minus nine. Minus nine. Well, you know, when you get down to that level at all. <laughs> it's all relative, it's isn't it? <laughs> and that's not even taking into account the wind chill factor. But So, uh, and some of you may notice, you very discerning types, that many of us have uh, upper respiratory problems going on. Our voices are not the same. We're sniffling and snorting and coughing. And so, uh, but... As P.D. Barnum said, the show must go on. And thus, here we are. Here we are. Ready to roll. Well, today is going to be, uh, Randy, the last of the series that we've been doing on the Psalms and the Proverbs. And the reason for that is that uh, Debbie, my wife, kind of expressed some interest in doing a, a series with us on uh, some wives' needs and issues and so forth. So uh, we're planning, I believe, to start that next week. Well, that's actually exciting news to us, Mark, because we always welcome the opportunity for Deb to come on the program with us, and we get great feedback from our listeners about it. Uh, we've got so many of the uh, wives joining their husbands listening to the podcast mm -hmm. now, and uh, just to have Debbie's uh, expertise and mm -hmm. uh, outlook uh, shared with the listeners has been a great blessing to, uh, to everyone involved. So, we will look forward to that series with Deb, and that will begin next week. Mm -hmm. uh, today, we're going to wrap up this series on Proverbs and Psalms by taking a look at Proverbs 16, starting with verse 5, which says, The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. When the Lord takes pleasure in anyone's way, he causes their enemies to make peace with them. Better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, one of the first things that stands out to me, the Lord detests all the proud of heart. Does that not sound consistent? you know, throughout the biblical message. I t I've talked about this story many times, I think, but uh, one of my favorite uh, teachings of Jesus in the uh, Gospels is uh, the comparison of the two men who uh, are praying. Uh, remember that? There's one who's kind of referred to as the publican. He's evidently a man of some financial means and maybe religious authority. And he stands kind of beating his chest in the open square, kind of shouting, thank God I'm not like other men. And uh, then uh, Jesus talks about uh, the uh, sinner who goes in private uh, and basically says, uh, Lord, have mercy on me, uh, a sinner. And then Jesus goes on to point out which one of these two guys is more likely to inherit the kingdom of God. Well, it's obviously the sinner. Right. And uh, 
So today I thought we'd talk about, in light of this uh, proverb, that pride is one of the major factors that we're up against here. Right. I think. And, and it's and it's one of those characteristics that you commonly identify when you're meeting a new a new man who has come to the center here. Right. Uh, there are usually several characteristics that are pretty common uh, to those that mm -hmm. struggle with sexual purity. Do you think you pick up on this even uh, uh, greeting people and so forth in the waiting room? Oh, very much so. Uh, there are some that come in and uh, there's... You don't anticipate a confidence, mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes you'll meet a guy that comes in just like, I'm here because my wife wants me to be here, but I don't have a problem. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, and that he's above uh, being scrutinized and that kind of thing. And uh, so often there is a total turnabout of that attitude when he comes down the steps from having spent an hour with you. Is that you have pulled back the curtain like on The Wizard of Oz yeah. and revealed him to be who he really is. Mm -hmm. And uh, a stark contrast to that is the first day of our Men of Valor workshops. And I have mentioned this in the past. Uh, I often at times greet uh, them as they are coming in our doors mm -hmm. uh, to check in, uh, to get their workbook, their name tag, and all of the um, beginning rituals that we have. Mm -hmm. And those individuals who walk in the door have got an anvil on their shoulder, mm -hmm. an anvil of shame and mm -hmm. guilt. And some, uh, I've had some uh, on the verge of tears, if not already crying, just because mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. humility and the shame that they are experiencing. Yeah. And uh, so, again, that question begs, um, which one of those men are most ready to yeah. open his heart and his mind to the words that you're going to be sharing? Sure. You know? And I do think uh, a lot of the men have some transforming experience with that. I was thinking about a guy I was talking to yesterday who came in and he was one of these really, really well-dressed executives, you know, starched white shirt and, you know, all of that. And uh, he basically, his job, I think, uh, was to prove to me or demonstrate to me that uh, whatever the sexual problems uh, were that he was dealing with, they weren't all that bad and he'd done a lot of things to get over it. Nothing and, uh, he can't manage on his own. Nothing he can't manage on his own. And uh, that kind of attitude is very difficult to deal with here. Uh, I just know from, you know, all my experience that if you bring me a guy who is, in fact, full of uh, shame, uh, that's a much easier guy to work with. Well, that's, some, that's taking someone at the ground level yeah. and building them up rather than someone yeah. who's here under the false pretenses that he is above the problem. Right. You know? Yeah, and I think you're right, by the way. A lot of the men uh, that come here come because... You know, there's been some crisis of discovery, and they're trying to appease their wives and not get kicked out of the house and all of that, and uh, they get real defensive uh, and so forth. So I'm not sure, by the way, that I like... The Old Testament is a little bit uh, harsher, you know, uh, because the Lord talks about here, the proud of heart will not go unpunished. So I'm not sure what that means. But I do know that the prideful uh, will continue to experience lots of uh, consequences of their uh, sinful behavior. I that's guess. what I take it to mean. Yeah. That's, that's the angle that, that I took from it when I heard that line. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, one of the points I think I wanted to make today is what are the factors that help determine, you know, who is prideful versus who is humble? 
And uh, I think there's something about, you know, people with a lot of pride is that I think they, they inside themselves, they probably have an equal amount of shame, right. but they're trying to cover it up. Well, that's a valid point. Even the new gentleman that you met before the show today mm -hmm. uh, said to me, this has been a problem for quite a while for him. Yeah. Okay. His, his struggle with sexual addiction. But he said, you know, don't we all wait too long until it's, mm -hmm. you know, kind of God puts his foot down and, and your life comes to a grinding halt. Yeah. Uh, and either your marriage or... Uh, other aspects of your life come to a screeching halt, mm -hmm. and you go, I, I had better address this. Now, I, I had better admit to or identify mm -hmm. that I have a bona fide problem that I need help. Yeah. I think one of the ways I think you can disarm the prideful is by giving them a compliment. Because I think they grow up in situations where they're not getting a lot of what we call around here blessing there. Uh, blessing, again, is uh, the knowledge that I'm still loved, even though Every once in a while, I screw up. I may not be perfect, but I mean, I'm still loved. I'm still loved. Mm -hmm. And I think the, the prideful have never really experienced that, that they have to have to be perfect uh, in order to get any kind of acceptance uh, or any kind of blessing. So partly, I think what we're saying here is those guys that have you know, suffered some consequences, those are the guys that are easier to work with. Well, they're ready. They're ready to hear. Yeah. Uh, they're ready to accept God's grace. Mm -hmm. And they're ready to, along the way, I don't think they have stopped to realize that God is willing to forgive any yeah. sin. Any sin. Well, you know, I think sometimes people take that for granted. I think it's a sin in and of itself to take God's forgiveness for granted. For granted, sure. Yeah, but It's I, like, I don't have to worry about this. God's going to forgive God's me. God's going forgive, to forgive it in the future. So. Right. That's a, that is a form of pride, actually, to believe that. So part of what passages like this are about is that there is a healthy shame and there is a healthy fear of the Lord. Right. What was the verse there that you read about? In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. That's right. Yeah, so in other words, the prideful, uh, I think, uh, are always thinking... Uh, into the future about which direction they're going to go and they as we say so often they don't take their hands off the steering wheel right um, and uh, then we discover of course that god uh, is in control of the process all along are those the times that an individual tends to think that they're in control rather right. than rather yeah. than knowing that god is in control yeah we have a new term here at the center Maybe we should introduce that. I think, we, I think we should. this would be the perfect time to introduce that. Yeah, well, uh, it kind of comes out of the, uh, the, the Wives Fellowship here. Uh, and the term is uh, future tripping. Now, I'm not going to explain it. You tell me what you think that means. Future tripping sounds to me like we are destined to still continue to make mistakes as we move forward in our life, it's like don't get too high on yourself because there is uh, there are future incidents uh, ahead of you in which we will fail. Well, I think you're on the right track. Uh, the way it's been described as uh, future tripping is you take a trip to the future. Oh, okay. And you uh, kind of imagine all the things that could go wrong. 
Oh, okay. This is kind of like the reverse of Back to the Future. This yes. is a head yeah. to the future. This is a head to the future. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get in your DeLorean. Yeah, and right. You, you head to the future, and you imagine all the possible problems that can occur. And uh, the, the people that are anxious will be the ones that will try to avoid all of those consequences uh, by manipulating things uh, and lying and doing whatever they do. We have this mistaken belief that uh, we have some sense of control over the future. And that's how this ties in with the prideful. The prideful are still those that are trying to, you know, organize their world for themselves. You know, they're not relying on, on Christ. And so one of the things that can be helpful to that is to get beat up by the consequences in the world and there, thereby establish the fact that, that God's really in control. That's the perfect point for us to take our break right here mm -hmm. while uh, we invite our listeners to think of how God is in control of their future. You're t listening to Dr. Mark Laser, and this is the Men of Valor program. Do you struggle with the use of pornography? Faithful and True is a Christian-based counseling center specializing in the treatment of sexual addiction and compulsive behavior issues. Our well-trained staff has the highest levels of clinical expertise combined with personal experience to understand and effectively treat your sexual addiction. We have a proven track record for helping men who are seeking a transformation in their lives. Our Men of Valor three-day intensive workshops led by Dr. Mark Laser and Dr. Greg Miller, are the most effective and affordable treatment program in the country. Our workshop alumni rate our workshops as life-changing. We also offer workshops for spouses and couples. If you're ready to make a change in your life and are seeking a treatment program provided by the top Christian experts in the sexual addiction field, visit us today at faithfulandtrue.com to learn more. That's FaithfulAndTrue.com. Time now for the Trigger of the Week. All right, bang. Uh, I hope we haven't ever broken anybody. <laughs> that startles ears. several of our listeners. I know that. Any, uh, any eardrums. Well, we sometimes scratch our heads a little bit, but I think one of the things that was obvious uh, this morning is uh, weather can be a trigger, and certainly uh, this time of the year, I think cold weather uh, just is discouraging. It's depressing. Yesterday, we had a clipper system, they call it, go through here, dumped about an inch or two of snow on us, and uh, Right after it, the winds picked up from the northwest, and a deep freeze descended upon the Twin Cities. And uh, it's dark, and it's discouraging, and you don't feel like going outside. And I, I think uh, our moods are sometimes so affected uh, by by weather, and uh, if we let it. So anyway, our trigger of the week is uh, winter weather. Let's just put it that way. Well, I know that it's a real bona fide fact that there are many that suffer from seasonal Affective disorder. Uh, affective dis disorder, which yeah. uh, in in the in this part of the country includes uh, a very uh, 
exhausted outlook on surviving winter. Yeah, so that's I, right. I think you're right there. I, I think some people just uh, it it gets to a point that you you get fed up uh, because yeah. the cold. For our listeners that are out there and they're in Arizona and Florida and California. Uh, unless you have been in this part of the country or lived in this part of the country, mm-hmm. uh, you can't relate to getting up in the morning and turning the key for your car and just hearing this. Yeah. Well, before it wants to start, yeah. and it just seems to take forever for yeah. the heating system to kick in and for you to be comfortable while you drive, uh, and it can uh, it can be really challenging. So I can see where that could be a, a very powerful trigger for some. Yeah. Well, it's been an interesting period of time weather-wise, I mean, fires and floods and earthquakes and just cold snap. Uh, so anyway, uh, I think uh, for those of us in recovery, we just need to be aware of what's going on out in our world. And, you know, I would say at this point in my life, 99% of the time when I'm checking in with any of my accountability partners, it's not about sexual things. It's about some of the other things. Right. All of these are the triggers that you and I try to think of each yeah. week right. that go outside of the, of the realm of sexual images. Right. They're, they're almost environmental uh, triggers to us. Right. And that's right. Well, let's return our listeners, Mark, to today's conversation about Proverbs 16. Proverbs uh, 16, we were talking about the first nine verses. I, I like where we left off that, uh, you know, I think God must have a sense of humor when we think we're in control of our own lives and all of that, because, you know, that last part of uh, verse verse 9 is very powerful. Uh, we may think that we're planning ahead, but uh, God the whole time is establishing. Yeah, in their steps. hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Now, here's an invitation to our listeners. If you're listening with other people, or if you're not listening with someone else, but maybe want to journal about this, you know, can you think of a time when you uh, looked back on history and uh, in your life and you could see God in it, uh, but at the time you had no clue that God was actually kind of orchestrating things, if that makes any sense. I mean, some of the greatest times of chaos in uh, my life, you can look back on and say God was in control the whole time. And he had a plan. He had the steps organized. He he knew what I needed to do, and uh, he gradually let me know that, showed it to me. And uh, I just wonder why we don't spend more time just reviewing in our histories how often it's been the case that God has been uh, in control of things. I think that leads us, because I have experienced that, and, and that's a powerful recommendation that you're making there. I think that's what has led me to uh, my outlook that I always know uh, it's not always easy to follow, but I know that God has a plan. Mm-hmm. And and so often I can't figure out for the life of me where this is headed. And sometimes it's very mundane things, and, and yet they're mm-hmm. important aspects to your life, like having our home of 22 years on the market since last May, and it's just a beautiful home and we have not we've yet to get an offer on the house Mm -hmm. and we just cannot figure out why Mm -hmm. and i keep telling my wife that you know trust in the lord he has a plan Mm -hmm. he's going to bring us the perfect family and all that kind of thing but boy when push comes to shove and you find yourself paying multiple mortgages at the same time it it is a it's a challenge it's very much a challenge i was just thinking about uh, i have a, a young man that i've been working with for 
a number of years. I don't need to get into all that story of his acting out. Uh, but let me just say that he has been diagnosed by others with uh, learning disabilities and maybe some autism. And uh, he was telling me today that uh, his group at church, uh, one of the small groups at church, had decided to read together through The Purpose Driven Life, which is now an older book, but uh, obviously, you know, one of those very, very influential books. And uh, so given the fact that he has some, uh, you know, mental challenges, not mental illness, but uh, some developmental issues. I, I said to him, uh, what gives you a sense of uh, joy uh, or purpose or fulfillment or passion? And uh, he, he began to tell me a story of how he was invited uh, at a small group to do, uh, and by the way, this is not a small group for you know, the handicapped or anything, uh, just a normal small group at church. And he said, uh, I gave a, a teaching uh, on a particular story. It was kind of a C.S. Lewis-like story. And uh, he began to uh, narrate for me um, how he used this story in his teaching. And uh, you could just see his face uh, come alive, you know. And uh, in light of what we're talking about here today, uh, I just think, I don't care what your handicaps are. Uh, you know, God has a plan. You know, God has an idea. And uh, your talents and uh, your gifts, uh, whatever they may be, uh, can be used. Uh, now, I think the proud of heart think they need to prove something to God. But I think the humble in heart know that they've screwed up so badly, there's no way they could ever prove it, and they just accept that. So, uh, for all of our listeners... Um, I guess one of the questions I, I was thinking about earlier there is how have you been surprised, you know, looking back on things when you've had that experience of being able to let go of uh, your own pride, your own ego, and uh, allow God to uh, control things? How, how often have you been surprised at how well that has gone? That brings us, Mark, to our closing uh, verse from mm -hmm. Proverbs 16 that you and I wanted to include. And that's jumping ahead to verse 19 and 20. Mm -hmm. Better to be lowly in spirit along uh, with the oppressed than to share plunder with the proud. Mm -hmm. Whoever gives heed to instruction prospers, and blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Exactly. It's, like, it's uh, you know, this is uh, the book of Proverbs, you know, hundreds of years preceding Christ. But does not verse 20 there sound exactly like Jesus' teaching in the uh, Sermon on the Mount? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall uh, inherit the kingdom of God. So uh, let's just be clear. Uh, everything that we have is not dependent on our own talents. It's dependent on God's direction in our life. And let's be gracious and, glor and glorify his name for all those blessings. Mm -hmm. You have been listening to Dr. Mark Laser. I'm Randy Everett, your co-host, and we thank you for joining us today. We hope that today's message uh, is a message that will bring you many blessings and great vision. You've been listening to the Men of Valor program with Dr. Mark Laser. For information about this program or to learn more about Faithful and True, visit us at FaithfulandTrue.com. That's FaithfulandTrue.com.